Ever wondered why Africans excel or become extremely productive when they are not in their home countries? Let's say when you see them in the United States or Europe or UK, I mean, wherever you find them, any advanced country where you have African immigrants there, you see they do so well, they excel so well in their field of work. So today, this show would be a little bit uncomfortable for probably for African leaders or anyone who is so much acclimatized or used to uh, our current system. I mean, our current education system. <laughs> I'd love to start with my own um, story, all right, in the university days or in the tertiary days. I don't want to name that particular university because I don't want to create any image for that institution. So I will try as much as possible to make sure I do not um, make it so obvious, all right? So when the friend heard that I made it to that school, all right, uh, he asked me a question, which course are you going to read? So I'm going to read business or markets, all right? Then he said, can I have a look at your course itinerary? Can I look at your course? I mean, structure and everything. I, I showed it to him. I was like, wow, boy, you dead. It's like, why am I there? Why are you saying this? And said, wow, there's this particular course called the quantitative analysis stages or the quantitative stages. The lecture is fierce. The lecture is fearsome. The lecture takes no nonsense. The lecture, I mean, it's one of, it's the, it's the most difficult course that you could ever imagine in that particular institution and you know it was it was always a see the lecture itself is interested in seeing you fail its exam so make sure you take it very serious i mean you can't be serious enough that's what he told me so just going to that school and um sticking with that course i decided to just put in my all learn very hard work hard i mean burn the candles make sure that i excel in that particular course and yes, I did. We're about 42 in that particular course. Two of us got A, nobody got B, then we had to see the Ds and some F, all right? Then this particular lecture took notice of the two of us, the two guys who had the A in this course, all right? He, it was as if he didn't really understand why anybody, how dare you get A as a first-year student in my course? I mean, it was as if it was an insult to his whatever, to his career or whatever. Then one day in his lecture, second semester of the course, I think the course is a two-term or two-semester course, all right? So the second semester, one of his class, he was talking about business forecasting. And at a point, it was kind of, I was kind of confused with the scenarios he was giving. So I raised up my hands to ask a question, all right? So it's like, yeah, gentlemen, go ahead. Then I asked, I don't quite, I, I can't really remember the question I asked, all right? But it was relating to, it was related to this whole forecast, business forecasting. Then uh, he answered the question, all right? But I really didn't get it. So I followed up with another question guess what he said he said young man if you ask so many questions in my class you will never pass my exams that was the exact word all right so um i got really i was taken aback a little bit i was so much surprised that how could a lecturer say something like that to his student all right then in my class we had some adult students we'll talk about adult students they are like people who are already working all right they are there in school to top up or to upgrade or something like that so um one of them stood up and said hey sir you don't have to very old person very at that time was in his 50s so you can imagine very old guy said hey sir you don't have to say that this young man is helping all of us the question is asking is to our benefits and we are really really learning a lot from it so you can't shut him up like that so then another uh, other student stood up like yes i agree so it became it distracted the class a little bit then this lecture took offense. So right after the course, right after the lecture, I just walked out, just followed him. You know, I didn't have to do that, but in the name of respect, in the name of conforming to our respect to school, I mean, I have no problem with 
young people respecting the elder so i'm for respect all right i walked out to him uh, to apologize for causing so i mean for creating that distraction and I, I didn't have to apologize anyway but you know I, I i wanted to just do it not to cause any issue as soon as he saw me he was like hey walk back go back you you are very disrespectful then i began to walk away then he called me back to tell me this very shocking he said young man if you write my exams for the third time you'll pass which literally means he would fill me three times before I actually, or he filled me two times before I actually pass his exams for the third time. I thought it was a joke, all right? I was like, hey, how would you combine or how would you mix up your emotions with my academics? I mean, I didn't take him that serious. I didn't have, I didn't know the power that he had. I was thinking in the university, we had receipts and all that. So even if he fills me, I'm going to call for receipts and da, 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 da then the next day or the next i mean the next two days or so we, we met in the class again the lecture hall again they made this statement he said last semester some students crawl and relax to get air this semester you will, they will run like you've seen boats before they even get b what he actually meant to say was that some of us worked really hard all right to get that a that we got but this time around we didn't work so much harder but we can't even get a d all right then i began to take this stress very serious so um look i walked to one of my favorite lectures and i complained to him this is what's happening then he told me that hey relax let's see what will happen before you can take any action for now you can't take any action you don't want to be in a position whereby some lectures will be hitting on you so just calm down and see i mean if he make do with this threat all right then the exams time came i wrote it and guess what i got f yeah i got f so I went to this lecture again this lecture that i said i like so much i was always confiding in him all right so i walked to him again to complain that hey see that lecture failed me i told that you will fool me but you know you told me that i should just see the outcome see what will come out of his threat so he has actually failed me so now what's up then what this lecture told me was a bit shocking he said i had two choices it's either I go to him and apologize, then I just settle all my differences with him, then write the exams again, and he will pass me. Or I can request for a remark. And, but I should take notes with a remark, and the person who's going to do the remark and is a friend to this lecture, and no lecture would want to disgrace his field lecture. So it's either this lecture marks me down, or I mean, gives me the same mark. So it's not necessary. The most viable solution is to go to him and just crush every beef that i have with him so i don't have any beef you know my story i told you all that caused this whole thing all right but i said i should try my best too so to cut the long story short he fooled me again and uh, i mean one thing led to the other we went and resolved the matter then he passed me all right so this is the story this is a situation that we are in africa i mean my story is not an isolated case there are a lot of girls or i mean especially women who have to perform a certain task who have to sometimes give themselves i mean i'm not talking about this lecture i mean it's something that is um it's in the system it's obvious we all know about it bbc did a documentary about that in ghana and nigeria where uh, we called, called it um sex for greed or something where students would have to compromise something about them to 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 be rewarded the marks that they deserve all right but i would like us to look in depth i mean look at this matter very critically but before we come back to it watch this video from the ghana's education minister all right then we come back to this very whole um discussion
a full steam ahead in terms of ensuring that we can increase the numbers of our students participating in STEM and STEAM, and, and that is how we put to rest the issue of rote memorization. You can do rote memorization in STEM. We have to really participate in the learning process and make sure that we can get the critical mass that, with the critical minds that we need for our transformation. You see, I always say that uh, from my experience in the U.S. going back to Ghana, we have good children in Ghana, so respectful. But I go to schools upon schools and I speak with the students. And when I finish speaking with them, I'll say, do you have a question for me? No hand goes up. A hand is just to go up in all my encounters in Ghanaian classrooms. We have tamed the children. We just want them to write down what we tell them. At the day of exams, they should put down what we have told them. We say, you are the best student the country has ever known. That kind of education system will not transform Ghana. That kind of education system is not going to give us critical thinking individuals, especially since we are um, in the 21st century and education 4.0, the fourth industrial revolution. You can memorize your way out of poverty, but you can critically think and innovate out of poverty. So Ghanaian schools, Africans will have to begin to take a serious look at what are called assertive curriculum. A curriculum that empowers the African child to ask questions and challenge the status quo respectfully within the African cultural context. But not a curriculum that tells the African child to be quiet and don't say anything when the adult is speaking. And tell the adult back. Tell him back whatever he was told. That kind of education system, I don't care if we get to the point where every African child is in school. If you put all of them in school and do not change the way you teach them by empowering them to be assertive individuals, you still not transform Africa through education. Yeah, you can't memorize your way out of poverty. That's what he said. He was actually addressing the United Nations on African education and the transformation that it needs. We should be very frank. I should be very frank. This particular uh, minister is doing so well. It's changing the Ghana education system and structure. But we are not there yet. That is why I'm making this video in the first place, all right? A typical Ghanaian or African education, let me, let me narrow it down to Ghana because pretty much we were colonized by the British and the British colonized a lot of African countries. So whether British or French, they have the same education system or structure like their colonial masters. All right. So just talking about Ghana, I mean, really reflects on what's also happening in the African countries. All right. In Ghana, our education system, the colonialists structured it in such a way that would only obey without asking questions all right because at that time those guys that the colonialists trained to teach us they were only saying yes sir massa they had no power all right all they needed to do was to report to uh, the governors or the other appointees of uh, imperialists all right so they themselves had no power they couldn't think for themselves they only were applying what they were taught Right? And they were just transferring all this kind of knowledge and all this kind of structural culture to, uh, to the kids or the kids that they taught at school. So it's not surprising. A typical Ghanaian education is like, hey, memorize. So an average Ghanaian kid in school can memorize 
like three pages of book and they can write it and get it that's why we do so much well in what we call the west african examination council i mean or the wasi in, in west africa ghana produces the top wasi students all right because 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 the wasi itself lacks practicality all right so this case we just go to the wasi examination hall they have memorized all the courses the entire book they see there are questions there then they just pour them out all right and whilst they poured it out they are done the results come and they've come out with all flying colors and will be hailing them wow we have we have the best students in ghana we have the best students in the country and all that will be hailing them well another student who chooses different path like being practical learn vocation uh, i mean learn something handy being a mechanic they are disrespected they are humiliated they are stigmatized against so at the, at the end of the day we are creating scholars boost scholars that only fits or fits an archaic british system that doesn't even exist in the first place we're colonized by the british all right so we could say that just like the brits are developing they were part of the industrialized country so by the virtue of us being colonized or having the same education structure like them we should also um, be very industrial like like them but is that the case no we are only taught they gave us an education system that only allowed us to chew and pour and nothing else nothing like we can't create we can't modify we can't do that and whenever you see those non-conformists who've decided not to toe the line of our archaic education system or structure but instead stick to um thinking outside the box creating something being a mechanic be innovative and all that they stigmatize against they stigmatize they stigmatize against them they call them useless and all that at the end of the day you see like countries like germany countries like us countries in europe will come and whisk those vocational students uh, to come and whisk away this kind of students i mean the vocational or the handy or the mechanic students there's a school in my city called um Akrade technical institute it's a technical um senior high school and at that time they had this partnership with the german government that at a point the students will go to germany to study all right and it's a pure was a pure technical school and they had a lot of them going to germany and never returning back and now they are working in automobiles in germany they are working with big big companies like audi and all that and they never came back to ghana these are the people in ghana we disrespect them we call them non-entity useless you cannot read you cannot think you cannot um watch uh, and poor like the brilliant student do um so you are nobody all right these people the western world just come and pick them never to return again all right so now don't you think that it's time that africa will change our education system or structure we can't do the same thing and expect different results can't you see that whenever our students leave to europe or leave for america you see them not only brilliant in academics but they are also great in in, in, in in terms of practicality i had this student in my class i mean i had this colleague or mate schoolmates way back in ss or senior high school and this guy wasn't smart it was pretty much should i say dumb i mean it wasn't fast learner quick learner so it was always beaten in class marginalized against and all that so um he had both parents in united states so this guy traveled to united states he was taking um experience came for him to united states and he started schooling there so one day he called us uh in school all right one of the guys had phone so he called him through and we started talking it's like hey you guys come to us i'm one of the top 10 students you don't respect me in ghana come to us i'm one of the top 
10. Like, I'm very brilliant. It's like, what? In Ghana, it was not even part of the top 20 in my class or top 30 in my class. And US is part of the top 10. Like, so it finds the education system there so easy. It's like, if it's about true and poor, you didn't have to struggle too much. All right. So there's a kind of system that we have. And if you are a student in, within the structure of the system, and you refuse not to conform to the structure or conform with the structure with the status quo, they will punish you. You are not allowed to think. You are not allowed to innovate. You are not allowed to create. You are not allowed to, I mean, make something, I mean, think outside the box. All that you have to, to do is to um, read what you are taught. And if possible, just write it down verbatim. And it's crazy. So why should we grow? Why can we, how can we industrialize? Like what the Minister for Finance said. It has everything with the conspiracy between the British colonialists and our so-called culture. There's culture of respect. So they fuse our respect and mix it up with their colonialist agenda, then feed it to them. All right. When a lecturer or a teacher comes to class, you have to respect him. Don't talk back. Don't do this. If I say yes, say yes. If I say no, say no. If I say A, say A. How dare you say B? Well, I mean A. All right. You don't, you don't, you, 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 you can't think outside the box. Automatically, you are boxed in. All right. So how can we be innovative? How can we have critical thinkers in our, in our countries to develop? create it's, it's a big problem and talking about a country like ghana with about 70 percent literacy rate 70 percent literacy rate which is very huge by african standard there is no better reason to why we can't be industrialized than this this could be the only reason why we can't create we are not innovative we are not industrializing we are way back we are just i mean being spoon fed by the west crying gonna be on aid but still we are seeking for aid now we are going to imf we can't create all that we do is to import because our system is created in conspiracy to be dependent on the west but now it's not the west fault it's, it's never their fault you can never blame the british for our current education structure because we have all the power to tweak it we have all the power to change the structure we have all the power to i mean delete what needs to be deleted and add what's to be added all right so let's leave the british out of our system now they, they did their thing to their, to their own benefits they, they are gone we are on our own what are we doing the germans are more into vacation the chinese the asian the japanese they have placed vocational skills ahead of this academic um structure that we have in the system and look at them they are doing so why can't we just boycott or throw away this archaic system that we have and 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 and, and i mean create a more enabling structure that would uh, push more create more enabling structure that will propose us to think critically to innovate and all that I mean, Ghana, we heard this or we heard this or I mean, in Ghana, now we hear in the news, STEM, STM, science, technology, engineering and math, governments of Ghana's created STEM schools. We appreciate it. It's a good thing. All right. It's something wonderful that it's something wonderful that is doing. Um, we know that's going to create or bring out um, the intended result. But this is just like 10%. Even It doesn't even get to 10%. There are more to be done. In Ghana in Africa all right so um, for me it doesn't make sense because now we have all the power 
probably we may not have the power on our own resources but we totally have the power on our education system and structure and nothing seizes us nothing stops us from twerking or twerking or changing or or changing or eradicating some system that didn't or isn't favoring us you understand what i'm trying trying to talk about all right so now we are slaves by choice we are being colonized in terms of education by choice not by force and something that we all have to look at and see how we can solve and i know it's not only ghana and um look at nigeria nigeria have about more than 200 million people and look in africa 70 percent of africans are youth so actually a youthful population should be more innovative because we are more energetic so why what's what's the problem that we have now because of the education system and structure like you need to respect the elderly i believe in respecting the elderly all right but you should also know that the elderly need to recognize the fact that they are they are governing 70 percent of people who are younger than them and they need to be um placed in, in, in a certain priority so that the policies that they are creating they make sure it fits the current demographics or they fit the current um i mean energy of the population other than that we always be talking about africa you have plo Lumumba, you have many speakers great minds always talking and nothing is done of course and nothing is done because we are always ready to talk but we are not actually willing to walk the talk and that is a big thing in africa all right that's a big thing in africa so any african would leave africa as a young person he moves to europe and you see them excelling i mean creating because they see the opportunity that they'd never find their home country and you, you see them experimenting with all these kind of opportunities and you see them doing very well all right you see them excelling which means if you have those kind of structures in place uh, in our home now which means if you have those kind of structures in place in our home countries we can do well we can excel as a continent all right so um this is what i think this is what i've observed this is what i've seen and it's actually fact it's clear fact all right let me know also what you think about our education system and what needs to be done all right so thanks for watching i'll see you in the next video and also know that very soon we'll be starting so many and and also know that very soon every sunday will be coming live so you can participate and join the conversation in real time thanks for watching and i'll see you in the next video bye